Welcome to the Balancing Keto Podcast, a place where I talk about balancing keto in a non-keto world, a podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey, where we talk about diet, life, and personal development. My name is Dr. Heather Stafford, and I'll be your host. Each podcast, I will be sharing my thoughts on different topics, talking about my journey filled with successes, mishaps, and laughing along the way. So get comfy and come and hang out with me. Welcome to episode 15 of Balancing Keto podcast. Uh, Today is just a brief update about diet, diet, lifestyle, and personal development. So I'm not going to do segments because that conversation is going to be super short. And the majority of this podcast uh, is going to be about my fertility journey because I just have a lot going on with that and I want to document and update everything So, you know, one of the things about a balancing keto is I'm balancing my life and my life is being taken up with the beginnings of fertility stuff right now. So it's going to get really busy over the course of the next couple of two, three months. And then hopefully, uh, if I get pregnant, then it should, or not, it'll slow back down sometime after the new year. So my podcasts are going to be heavily swayed towards that. And I hope you all will follow along anyway, um, because it's, you know, what's going on is part of my keto life. So let's start out with my diet and exercise and personal development stuff. So what's going on is I have not been eating the best lately. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, stress from the virus, stress from the election, stress from my life and just everything else. So I'm giving myself a lot of grace. I try to do more of an OMAD lifestyle where I'm either being really good and I'm low carb or keto eating all day, or I only have lunch and dinner or a snack and dinner. Um, So in between two meals a day and one meal a day. So I'm still trying to keep it down. My weight is being maintained. It fluctuates anywhere between two to three pounds, depending on the carb intake. Um, but right now I'm, I'm not necessarily focused on requiring weight loss. I'm just maintaining my life and my health and not, you know, because carbs don't like me, I wake up in the middle of the night coughing and, and having acid reflux. I've been trying to mitigate that. So I haven't been having any of those symptoms because I limit the amount that I'm eating and the times I'm eating. So I'm balancing the best that I can right now. And I do try to keep it, you know, as low carb as I can, except for when pasta just happens. So that's it for the diet. Exercise. Um, My foot is still in a boot. Actually, today is the first day I'm wearing a sneaker on my foot because what I've noticed is when I walk barefoot, there's always a soreness to my foot. But when I have shoes on or my Crocs at home, and I say Crocs because I wear those to take the dogs outside to go potty. They're my potty shoes um, or my slippers in the house. It doesn't bother me. So today I'm actually wearing sneakers and I'm going to try to wear sneakers every day this week. Uh, And if within a day or two, I haven't really noticed any pain other than when I'm barefoot, I may try to go for a mile or two walk with my puppy 
um, just to get some exercise and move a little bit because I've been feeling so sedentary with my foot. So that's what's going on as far as exercise. I need a sip of my coffee. Mm, so good. Um, then I have personal development. Okay. 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 So I am doing unleash the power within by Tony Robbins. I was going to go to his in-person, the actual in-person one was supposed to be in New York this month, but obviously because of the Rona, it's not happening. They've gone all virtual, but they've actually had more of the virtual events. So I think it's actually pretty good for Tony, truth be told. They don't have to pay for all of the big, huge event. They just have to pay for the, you know, bandwidth and the, the equipment to set it up. So I am doing Unleash the Power Within, not this week, but next week. And I had planned on staying in a hotel, but I just don't think that I feel stupid staying in a hotel when I'm taking the days off from work, I could just stay at home. And if I stay in a hotel, I'll be watching the whole thing on my laptop via Zoom, where if I'm home, I have like a 70 inch TV in my living room and a 50 or 45 inch TV in my bedroom. I'm thinking we also have that app where you can screen share a laptop onto your TV. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to stay home. And when my husband's around, I'll either go in the bedroom or kick him out of the living room and vice versa. Cause he works during the day. So it's only like when it first starts in the morning until about noon that I'll have to be in the bedroom. And then from 12 to five or six, I can actually be in the living room and then I'll finish it up in the bedroom. So I'm thinking I'm just going to stay home so I can have the experience, save the money on staying at a hotel, still be home to make dinner because I can have, I can have the TV on and I can still be prepping stuff or order pizza. I don't care, whatever. So un, uh, Unleash the Power Within is next week. So I think it's like, what, the 17th or 18th through the whatever. It's the Thursday through Sunday before Thanksgiving. So I'm super excited about my Tony Robbins experience next week and what that is going to be. I believe this week they just, people have been posting on the Facebook page that, you know, once you buy a ticket, you get an invite to the private Facebook group that they're starting to get their care packages. So I guess uh, instead of doing the fire walk, they're doing where you break a board. So it's the same breakable boards that they use in karate schools. And it's, uh, then they have the whole packet with your workbook and all of that shit. And I'm hoping I get it this week. So I'm crossing fingers. So that's super exciting. I have Tony Robbins next week. My husband just does not understand. He's like, none of this computes to me. I can't imagine watching any one person and sitting in front of a TV screen or going to a seminar for 13 hours. Uh, and that's okay because this is my experience and it's, it's my development. My husband is way more personally developed than I am in general. Uh, but the one thing he has said to me is I may not understand why you enjoy or what you get out of the personal development you do, he says, but 
I reap the rewards of it because you're the person that actually puts things in motion when you do personal development. He said, I've seen the outcome of your effort. So he sees how personal development helps, helps me and that I'm able to take action. And I utilize these quote unquote gurus or professionals to the betterment of my life and in thereby my household and my finances and my business and all of that stuff. So Tony Robbins next week, I'm so excited. Um, you know, maybe I'll try to do a little voice recording of some of it, a mini podcast, like at the beginning when it just starts or something, not anything that I would get in trouble for, but just, or even just my reaction as it's going on. So that's that for health, uh, diet and exercise and personal development. Now let's move on to my fertility journey, which, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So I have a little notebook that I'm going to open here while I'm heading to work only because I have some dates and stuff written down that I want to share with you guys. So I'm going to recap, tell you where I'm at and tell you what's upcoming. So on October 1st, my fertility story began, well, kind of the second time I went to a Connecticut fertility person and then I found the clinic that I'm using. So I did have one appointment with somebody else where they did an ultrasound and said, my lady junk looked normal, ovaries, uterus, things like that, uh, a vaginal ultrasound, but his pricing was unaffordable. I didn't think I would be able to do it. I was practically in tears and I decided to, um, I put a TikTok video out there. I think I even talked about that. And I wound up getting the current fertility clinic I have recommended to me. I scheduled an appointment and I had to wait two months for my initial appointment. And that was on October 1st. So my initial appointment was on doc, uh, October 1st, where we talked and decided a game plan and put things in motion. When I got off the phone with him, he said, you will be contacted by our donor team because I am using a donor egg because I know my eggs are just too old and it would decrease the possibility of a pregnancy because, you know, you're only as good as the eggs that you use and, and the uterus that you have. So I'm doing what I need to do to see that my uterus is healthy, which I'm sure it is. And I'm going with a donor egg. So she, he said the next phone call I would get would be from the donor team. Uh, I got a, I got an email actually from the donor team and scheduled a consult and that was on October 7th. So a week later, I had my consult with the donor team where you basically decide what package you're getting. Um, and then she asked if I had any donors picked out because they have donor, a donor page where it shows pictures and you can click on profiles where you know their age, their ethnicity, ethnicity, height, weight, um, and when you click on their profile, there's more personal family information, things like that, you know, what they're interested in, why they're interested in becoming a donor, just a basic profile that you get to read. So I was able to pick up to three to be put on wait list because most of them are waitlisted because coming into donors is really hard. Uh, excuse me, I'm hiccuping. Um, and it takes a little bit of effort. So I put my name in for three. I chose three donors, <clears throat> excuse me. The first one was a younger lady 
I think she was like 25 ish. Um, the, the first two that I chose were lesbian women in relationships who their partner is going to be their carrier for their baby. And they decided to donate their eggs as I pay it forward. So the first one was younger. She's like 25. Her facial features kind of matched me. I kind of looked at donors that didn't necessarily resemble me, but maybe had a characteristic that was similar. Um, I showed the donors to a friend of mine and both of the first two donors I picked out, they're like, wow, that first donor, you look like you could be related. The second one, I could still see some characteristics. So you know, blonde or brown hair, brown eyes, around 5'5 five, five to 5'8, five, because that's my height. That's basically all I was looking for. Ethnicity wasn't even that big of a deal. Um, other than I stayed away from Asian, Hispanic, or Black donors, only because there are a lot less of them. And I want those ethnicities to be able to have first dibs at a donor that matches them because I'm an ally for other ethnicities. So I chose Caucasian donors because there's a lot more of them. Um, and the first donor I picked, I was number seven on her list. The second donor I chose, I was number four. And the third donor um, who didn't really resemble me at all, I just liked her profile, uh, her, I was number 11, I believe. So when I got off the phone with the donor team, the lead of the nurse of the donor team, she told me that the next email I would get would be, or contact would probably be for my husband's procedure because he's having a PESA, P-E-S-A, which means they take a needle, go directly into his testicle, into the epididymis on his testicle to extract sperm because he had a vasectomy and we're not reversing it because it's been way over 15 years. So I checked my email the next day, <coughs> excuse me. And I think it's because I'm talking a lot this morning, checked my email the next day and I had a message from them and it was, and I was like, Oh great. It's, I was assuming it was from the surgical team for my husband to schedule his appointment. Mm, more coffee. So it wasn't. It was actually the email was donor available. The, the second donor I chose, who I was number four on her wait list, was available to me. And did I want her, you know, did I want to go forward with her stuff? And of course, I was like, well, hell to the yeah. So I emailed them and said, yes, please. They emailed me back and sent me all the paperwork. So by October 9th, <clears throat> the paperwork was signed. My donor was chosen. And now we just have to wait for her to get her period. Uh, by October 12th, all of that was done. And then um, I switched back over to me. On October 13th, I went and did my blood work for my physical. And I had an x-ray in my foot, which is just a side note because, you know, uh, my foot. So I did an x-ray for that. No break, no nothing, whatever. Um, on October 21st, I did a physical and my doctor signed off on my fertility because my blood work was so good. My A1C is only 5.3. My, um, you know, my cholesterol, I think I told you guys last time was, I believe 140 
and my uh, LDL or uh, yeah, LDL was like 79, something like that. So all my numbers look great. Kidney function, liver function. I did an EKG. I did all of that. It was fantastic. On October 28th, I went for my mammogram. Um, on November 5th, my meds came in, which I will talk about in a little bit, but the meds that I'm prepping, uh, for when I'm getting ready to do the actual IVF, all of the meds for that I ordered ahead of time and I have them at my house just waiting. Then November 9th, which is today, I have my gyno appointment, which is my annual exam. She just did a pelvic. We talked Uh, I have another appointment with her next week, which I'll mention in a second. And one thing I found was interesting when I told her that I was getting ready to go through IVF and that I was using a donor egg. Last time I had my annual, she really was like, at your age, you know, it's really not likely. But I think she was thinking I wanted to use my own eggs. I had the same doctor this year. When I told her I was getting ready to do IVF and I was using donor eggs, her whole demeanor changed. She was excited. She said, this is going to be great. Um, I'm forward. Please excuse the interruption. I got a phone call and it cut me off. So my doctor told me that it was going to be great. She was excited that she looked forward to being with me on this journey. One of the things she mentioned is that because of coronavirus, Um, they just delivered a 62 year old woman's baby with a donor egg that there are a lot of women recently that have gotten pregnant in their late forties and early fifties. Now, a, my husband had a vasectomy B I'm not using my own eggs, so I don't think it's likely for me, but her point was there are a lot, the point she was trying to make was, I think it's wonderful. You're living your life. You're doing it in your timeline this is great. You're going to be a much better mom than what you would have been at 20. And I think it's fantastic. And there's a lot, she basically, she was letting me know there's a lot of women that are doing this, that are getting pregnant older, that are having babies older, starting or finishing their families older. And she wanted to make me feel included and part of an inclusive thing. And, you know, cause I did mention how I had a patient who said to me, You know, if you have a baby now, you'll have a baby when you're 50, which means when your child is 20, you'll be 70. And I told her, and she's like, don't listen to people like that. Don't talk to people like that. It's not about numbers. I wish people wouldn't keep talking about numbers. Things are so different now. And what I told her, I said, it actually made me think, and I acknowledged what my patient said. And while I didn't disagree with her, I said, but this is the thing. When I'm 100, because I'm hoping to live to 100 or 90, my child will be 40 or 50, and I will have grandchildren. So that's kind of relative. You can look at everything positive or negative. You could be optimistic or pessimistic, half empty, half full. I choose, there are a lot of grandparents that are raising their grandchildren, because their kids aren't stepping up to the plate or there's been a tragedy in the family or that's just the kind of family dynamic they have but there are there are tons of grandparents that are raising their grandchildren so whatever so she was super excited i left the office feeling really good 
And I have, so da, 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 da. This week, okay, so I went to my gyno on the 11th, which is, well, it's day after tomorrow. So tomorrow we actually leave to go to Syracuse for an overnight stay because that's where my fertility clinic is. I'll give them a shout out, CNY Fertility. And we're going to Syracuse where that, where Dr. Kiltz is. And my husband is having his PESA done, P-E-S-A. On Wednesday morning, his procedure is at 6 a.m. So we're going to Syracuse tomorrow night and we're going to stay in a hotel. So I have a, pet, a house sitter coming in to take care of my animals. And we're going to do that. So I had my gyno today. We're leaving tomorrow for Syracuse. On Wednesday, he's having his PESA to get a sperm sample. And then... Da, da, da. The 13th, I have an ultrasound on my dense boobs, as I've already mentioned. And then November 18th, I'm having my saline sano, which is where they inject saline into your uterus. They're checking for polyps, scar tissue, and fibroids, and to see if your fallopian tubes are blocked. So that's what we're doing. We're doing a saline sano um, just to make sure everything is good. And then as long as that comes back fine, the next thing that happens, oh, and in between all of this, I found out my donor got her period last week. So her timeline is November 23rd, they're going to be doing baseline testing on her to get where she's at and start stimming her for retrieval. And her retrieval is going to be on or around December 9th is what they told me. And this is the thing, guys. My birthday is December 9th. I will be turning 50 on December 9th, the day that my donor's eggs may be retrieved and fertilized on my fucking birthday. I cannot tell you how excited I am by that. Then they're going to, if everything goes to plan and they're able to do that, and my husband's sperm is fine. They'll do a retrieval on the 9th of December-ish. And then make embryos. And then freeze them. However, right around that time, I should also be getting my period. And I will call them with my period. And if the timing is right and everything is on schedule and my embryos are being made, on day three of my period, they will send me for an ultrasound, a vaginal ultrasound, and blood work to check my baseline hormone levels for transfer. Then I will start on those meds that I mentioned I received. And those, and I don't know if I'll be taking all of them. I got them just in case. But basically, the meds are, I'll go over it super briefly. Uh, estrace, endometrin, which are both of those are estrogen, prednisone and z which is just preventative penicillin and steroids, then a couple of other drugs and progesterone injections. Um, and that will start happening after or around about my first uh, blood work and um, vaginal ultrasound, again, to get my baseline for... Uh, my uterine lining. And then after that first ultrasound and blood work on or around about day three of my cycle, it'll be seven to 10 days after that one. And of me being on the meds, they'll do another set of blood work, the same blood work and ultrasound to see how the meds have affected my uterine lining to build it up. Because that's the whole 
<clears throat> the whole gist of it. And it's to basically, sorry, I got to my office. I'm trying to gather my stuff to go in. It's basically, they're trying to tell my body that I'm pregnant and that they're building up my uterine lining for um, implantation. And so that my body will think it's pregnant, even though, because I'm not using my own eggs. So they have to do that chemically. And that's what they do. And then what would basically happen is on day, that seven or 10 day after the first, when they get my blood work, that's my office. When they get my blood work, they will say, great, your lining looks fantastic. Your hormones look great. We can go ahead and schedule your transfer in about a week, another week. If not, and my uterine lining isn't doing what it's supposed to do, um, they will keep me on meds. They will tweak my meds to see about building me up that way. And then I'm assuming I would go back for another test later on. Uh, but all of this is under the assumption that everything kind of goes as planned. And the reason I say that and I'm doing that is because I'm healthy. I don't have any fertility issues other than I have never given my body the time or the opportunity to become pregnant because of my, because of life and circumstances. So I don't foresee any issues from a medical standpoint. I've never had any issues. Um, my period has been extremely regular for years now. <clears throat> it was irregular a long time ago when I was more insulin resistant and they, they didn't diagnose me with PCOS, but they said that it was possible that I had PCOS because my testosterone was high and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I don't have any issues. So the reason I say everything should go fine is I don't anticipate any hiccups. The worst hiccup I can anticipate is maybe I have some polyps in my uterus and have to have another procedure to prep me beforehand. I think my body's going to respond well to the medication. My body always has responded well to medications. So I'm not a fertility patient that has had issues. It's just a matter of, I, you know, never tried to get pregnant because of life. So that's where I'm at by, if everything goes well, I could be looking at a November transfer, no December transfer, which means my eggs would be made on my birthday or they would retrieve them on my birthday. My embryos would be starting on my birthday. And that also means that I could have a Christmas transfer, like the week before Christmas or so, um, which is kind of exciting to me. So I'm kind of hoping because I just think that that scenario would be really awesome to be able to tell the story. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, if it doesn't work out <clears throat> in December, I am perfectly fine with a January transfer because guess what? That just means next year for my insurance, I'm going to hit my deductible for the whole year. So there's a bonus to each one. If I do my transfer in January, my insurance deductible will be hit before I even get pregnant. Um, and if I do it in December, I'll just have a great story, but then I'll have to worry about my deductible next year with 
if I'm actually pregnant and, and get to carry a baby, I'm really not going to give a shit about my deductible to be perfectly honest with you. So that is where I am. Uh, lots going on this week and in the coming next few weeks. So my updates are going to be skewed towards that. I appreciate you listening. I know there are a few people that are actually listening to this now. Um, so I'm looking to now start getting this podcast at least out there. Um, because I want other women that are maybe in their forties or going to their fifties to know that it's okay if you haven't had a fertility journey and you're still interested in doing it, you know, just like me going to school and getting my master's and my doctorate in my, you know, forties and up that it's never too late to try to live your best life and do the things that you want to do. And we only regret the things that we do not do. And this would have been a regret. And even at the end of the day, guys, I know I sound so excited by all of this, but even at the end of the day, if it doesn't result in a baby for me, I will feel so good knowing that I tried. And then it's another chapter. Then I'll decide if I want to adopt or or go into foster care and get some kids out of foster care and, and give them a family. Or maybe I'll decide, you know what? let me just focus on my husband and and us and get another puppy and plan our vacations and do some world traveling and, and just live our best adult life without a child. I don't know what that's going to look like. So either way, I'm okay, guys. So this is also exciting to me. My husband is so supportive. I can't even tell you. I know this isn't his dream situation. I know he's doing this for me. But he's so prepared and is now teasing about getting his balls poked. And he's doing this for me. And I've never had someone in my life that loves me so much that they would be willing to sacrifice part of what they think could be their own happiness for mine. Which I don't think that's going to be the case. Because if we do wind up with a baby, I know he's going to love this child. And it's going to be fine. Um, or if we don't wind up with a child, at least I know he tried for me. So I'm so fortunate and I'm so grateful. And I wake up every single day. And the first three things I say to my husband are good morning. I love you. And I am thankful for you every single day. We say it to each other every single day. And he now makes a joke. When I tell him I love you, he'll say, no, I love you more. And I'm so grateful for you. He tries to beat me to the punch sometimes. So we wake up in gratitude and thankfulness every single day for everything that we have and the possibility of what could be. So thank you for listening. Please consider 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 sharing this podcast with a woman who may have a fertility story or journey that maybe she's on because I want to build a little bit of community for us older older vixens out there that are looking to finish off our families or start a family and Um, I recorded my first YouTube video, but I'm not going to post them uh, until I'm further along on the process. If I do get pregnant, like around the fourth month, I'll start posting the videos from the beginning because it's my face and I don't want people to see my face because I know uh, that there are people that stalk my social media and not for good reasons. And I don't want them to know my business until I feel like sharing my business. And I know the likelihood of the people I'm talking about actually finding this podcast is slim to none. Uh, So I'm not apprehensive about it. But by the time I post things on YouTube, 
I want to be at the point in my pregnancy or my story where I don't give a fuck either way what someone who could see this will think. And right now I'm being protective of my own emotions and my own journey. So I've recorded my first YouTube video. I am going to have this going on and it's going to be first baby at 50. Um, and I'll still post about things on here through this podcast. So please share, but eventually when my YouTube channel and, and all of the social media for that is going on, I will follow up with you guys. I'm still going to be giving diet updates. Um, I'm still going to be giving personal development updates because that's what this is about. But my keto life is also including that fertility journey. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention or even caring to listen. Um, Every single listen that I see when I open up my little anchor um, app makes my heart happy. So thank you so much for even lurking in the background. If you want, you can reach out to me, find my Balancing Keto Facebook page and post something on there or send me a DM. And please let me know that you guys are out there. And thank you again for listening to episode 15 of my montage and and just rant and diatribe um, about my fertility journey. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. I will try to record this before or around the time that I'm getting ready to do the Tony Robbins thing. I'm so excited. So thanks again for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'm so glad the election is over. That's all I'm going to say. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Balancing Keto. My name is Dr. Heather Stafford, your host, and I hope you have a really great day. Please try to pay it forward, treat others the way they want to be treated, and just live with integrity. Okay? Talk to you again real soon.